Welcome to episode two of the Goose Chicks podcast with your hosts, Zen and Ghost, as recorded on November 27th, 2011. Um, sorry about the delay in getting the podcast out. Uh, we were shooting for about a bi-weekly podcast, but um, uh, we were pretty busy skyrimming to record uh, <laughs> for the past uh, week uh, since that came out. Um... So what have you been up to lately, Ghost? Um, what have you been playing? Well, I doing? I originally got Assassin's Creed Revelations. So mm-hmm. I started playing that, and I like it so far. It's really good. And then I got Super Mario 3D Land for my 3DS. And I really, really like that one, too. But then I got Skyward Sword. Which I didn't even play because I got that right after Skyrim. Oh, right. And Skyrim is just is too good. You can't stop playing it. Right, right. So pretty much everything on my backlog has been put on hold until I get sick of Skyrim or I finish it, which I don't know what's coming first. Right, probably end up getting sick of it eventually because <laughs> there's just so much there. Yeah, it's very possible. I, I can't imagine that happening right now. Right. It's I, I just find it so fun. There's so many things to do in that game that, I don't know, sometimes I get confused as to what to do next because there are so many things to do. But for a while, I was pretty obsessed with doing the Thieves Guild quests, which I'm finding to be a lot of fun. I don't think you've done those yet, have you? No, um... With my character, I've been trying to not do stealing and stuff. I did that before in my other characters. I'd be like a mage thief or something like that, and I'd pretty much steal anything that, that's not like bolted down. <laughs> well, I, I originally was going to do all the magic stuff. I wanted to be a mage, and I was all into the magic. And then I don't know what happened. Somewhere along the way, I met the Thieves Guild, and I just became obsessed with those quests, and it's a lot of fun. Although I discovered I'm not very good at pickpocketing yet. I haven't really done anything with that skill. But I'm pretty good at sneaking around, and I'm pretty good at doing all those kind of things. So, well, what, what, uh, what character are you playing? What kind of character? I'm a Breton. You're Breton, right? Yeah. So you, you went to mage, or what type of skills? I don't know. I'm not. I find the magic I'm not very good at. It's not that powerful, even though I kept on upgrading it. Oh, really? Yeah. For example, like when I'm battling people, I always found I just did a better job when I'd use my two-handed sword. Right. As opposed to like shooting fire and ice at them. I don't know. It just I was always better. Although once, no, it depends on the enemy, I guess, because there's certain ones that work really well with my firepower. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, it depends for me, too. Like, sometimes I'll use my um, my spells or I'll use the sword, especially, like, on the mages. I'll just go, instead of just standing there letting them shoot at me, I might just go and start whacking them down with one of my enchanted swords or something like that. Yeah, I find so they're really hard with your magic because I guess they're all powerful with their own magic. Yeah, and they have the wards um, to block the magic. So, you know, just get the sword and just start whacking them down since they they don't really have any armor on them against yeah, that. It's fun to just run up to them and 
kill them. <laughs> <laughs> it but just I, like strike them down. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of new to this type of game though. I've never played that many RPGs, and I didn't really play Oblivion. I tried, and I just I I guess I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and I was just awful at it. So I've learned a lot of stuff playing this game, coming from not knowing anything really. Right. So. Lots of things are just, I have to do over and over and over again until I find a way to beat certain enemies or, you know, get through places. And so I'm starting to figure out which enemies are have their weaknesses and this and that. But I do find most of the time when it's like creatures, like little tiny ones, I just do some magic spells and that'll kill them fine. But with when it's like armored type guys, oftentimes oh, yeah. my weapons are better or you put like that poison on your weapon that makes them weak to magic oh right and then you like hit them with your sword or axe or whatever and then you start shooting them with your magical skills and yeah i like to my favorite my favorite um spell to use would be the fireball spell and i would just dual wield that and I have the perk that makes it... I have a perk that increases the potency of my fire spells. And um, like it makes them 25% stronger. And a perk that when you dual wield the spells and you use them together, it makes them even stronger as well. So, you know, I would just take that and I would just, you know, throw a big fireball at him. And uh, usually it takes maybe one or two shots sometimes to just kill guys. And he'll go flying across the room. And it's kind of fun to watch. But then sometimes when they do that, it's hard to find the bodies because you don't know where the heck they flew to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it is kind of fun. Um, what else did you enjoy about the game? I mean, did you ever play, actually, did you ever play Morrowind? No, although I've heard a lot about it from lots of people. I've, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about maybe getting it. I just don't know if I'll ever get around to playing it. Right. But it'd be nice to kind of have. I actually did request Oblivion back from Goose. Oh, you did? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I'll still not like it or whatever. But I figure I'm going to give it another shot, especially now that I'm a little more familiar with. Oh, with the type, type of, of game. games, yeah. Yeah, because seriously, when I first played it, it was I don't know a couple years ago, and I really had no idea what to do, and I didn't understand what point of the game was and I remember I just was running like I went so so far and I wasn't finding anything and then I closed an ob oblivion gate or something right although I was like the low I don't know and people were telling me like how did you even do that I'm like I don't know <laughs> and then I just quit because it was so damn hard for me but when you don't understand that type of game it is really hard <laughs> You just sit there and you're like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. And you don't really know about, like, leveling up and doing this and that. So Yeah, I, I mean, um, since you're new to the, the RPG type game, I guess it can it, it definitely can be a bit hard to grasp uh, right away. Um, you know, I've been playing those type of games for a while. I played Morrowind and then I played Oblivion and then this one. Uh, I honestly, I think I enjoyed Morrowind the most because it just had so much more freedom. You could just make anything you want. You could enchant anything you want. You would use spells that you had, any of the ones that you've learned, and you can enchant things with them. Like I could have a sword that I'd have, I'd use, and it would allow me to use water walking or levitation, and then I could just use levitation to fly all over the place. That made it so much more fun. But um, it seems that they 
in the other games, they sort of try to tone that down a bit more. And I noticed, like, in Oblivion, they made it really expensive to do enchanting uh, and stuff like that. And in this game, um, I noticed that they changed it as well. But now, in order to get the spells to enchant, you have to have an item that has that spell and disenchant it. Yeah, you were telling me about that. I guess, well, one of the things for me being new to this type of game is when it first started, it was a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And then hearing you guys all talk about enchanting and all this other crap, I it really kind of freaked me out. <laughs> because <laughs> it's like when you're new to something, you don't really understand what you're supposed to do. And it's just, it's kind of stressful. But now that I've gotten more into it and I'm starting to understand things more and even just the leveling up system kind of freaked me out because, I don't know, when you look at it, it's just there's so many things to level up and you don't know what you might want to use or do in the future. And uh, But now I've sort of I've put in, oh, God, I don't know, 30 hours or so, maybe more. It's I've sort of decided I want to be kind of the sneaky type right but yeah yeah i mean there's so many different ways to play and uh you know you could either be a mage you could be a rogue you could sneak around and uh get people in the back or uh you could be like a tank and just start whacking people <laughs> with your sword well whacking you know <laughs> the way i say it doesn't sound you know the way it is but you know, it, it, you can do whatever you want. It gives you that. And the one thing that I like the most about games is the, the dual wield of the, the spells or the... You can actually have a spell in one hand and a sword in the other. Or you can have a shield in one hand and a spell in the other. You can really... Anything that you can have in one hand, like in your right hand or your left hand, you can interchange them. You can either... Um, you know, have two spells. If you use them together, they'll be more powerful. Or to wield the swords and everything like that. So I thought that was really cool. And also the favoriting system. Where you could favorite a spell or a or an, any type of item. And then you just press the directional up button. And you can scroll through all those items and just bring them up right away. And I use that a lot. Actually, I haven't tried using that before. I do find, though, that it is kind of annoying how you bring up your little menu to do stuff mm -hmm. because I know in other games I've played like Dragon Age you just use your directional pad and it brings stuff up oh right you would assign it to one of the directional pads yeah so it's a little bit quicker but I guess in time as you start to use it it's not as bad mm -hmm. and I do kind of like that it pauses the game while you decide what you're going to do yeah, that's good, because then you could have some guy just, you pause it, and he has a sword, his axe, like, almost about to hit you, and you have, like, this tiny bit of health, you have 10 health left, then all of a sudden you open up your inventory, and you pop a bunch of uh, potions, <laughs> and yeah. that just saves you. The so, health potions have been, like, incredibly helpful to me. <laughs> I always yeah, try and make sure I have a ton of them. Yeah, I try to make as many as I can. That's why... um. With my characters, always I try to get enchanting and alchemy 
Because with the alchemy, you can make a whole bunch of potions. Like, for me, I make the magic potions and the magicka potions. So, you know, you constantly have something in case, you know, something's going to kill you. You can automatically pause and then drink a bunch of potions and then you're all good. Um, but yeah, and because of that, actually, I would just, whenever I'm walking places, I would just pick almost every single ingredient up that I could. Because then I can just mix it later. Or look, actually, I've been looking it up online, what each of the ingredients do, and then just mixing them up to get the potions I want. Yeah, I pretty much try and pick up everything I can, too. Also, most of the ingredients are really light. Right. Like, they're 0.1 pounds or whatever it is. Yeah. So, I just pick up, like, every flower I see or anything. Yeah. I mean, I do that, too. The only thing is, like, once I decided to put a whole bunch of items in one of my barrels, I just realized just how much that ends up taking up. It takes up quite a few a few uh, inventory uh, space. Um, even those point ones, like every ten, I guess, would be one pound. So if you <laughs> if you're like me and you just take everything, that adds up after a while. Well, yeah, I found a lot of times where I'd pick stuff up and then all of a sudden. You know, you're overfilled with stuff, and you start yeah. walking really slow. And I'm like, <laughs> oh crap! I have to find stuff to drop, and yeah, and it's so or, frustrating. Or I also do have potions that allow me to carry extra stuff for, like, say, 300 seconds. Yeah, the strength potions. Yeah, so that can be helpful sometimes because then I can get somewhere and sell some stuff or whatever. Yeah, that's another thing I have to remember to make. I need to make a lot of those because especially when you're a thief, you want everything. You want to carry everything, right? Because you want to sell everything because you're poor and you don't have any money, right? Well, yeah. Also, you have some missions where you might have to go and grab, you know, three candlesticks or something from oh, someone's yeah. house. And, you know, you don't want to run out of space and then have to drop some of your stuff just because you're doing a mission for, you know, the Thieves' Guild or something. Yeah. But... One thing I really love is uh, after I did the fir one of the first few quests um, for and White Run, where you do something for one of the main quests and you get the title of Thane, and then you have I forget what they're called, the House Carl I think it's called. yeah you're you're like helper person yeah you can you can get someone to follow you around help you out you know be your tank. Sadly, my mine died. <laughs> died? Yeah, she. There was an incident on one of my quests, and she died. Really? Yeah. Because I've had mine that got knocked down so many times that she she looks like she... I, I could have sworn I thought she would have died, but she got back up after a while, after, I guess, just sitting there for a while, and then the, the thing would come after me, but then she'd be okay. Well, I've had that happen a few times, too, but then she did actually eventually die. And that really? actually brings me to a glitch that I encountered. Luckily, I haven't really encountered many, which I know Bethesda is uh, pretty famous for. <laughs> but the one glitch I encountered that I have found extremely annoying, and I, I still haven't gotten past it, is the marriage glitch. Mm. So for anybody who has tried to get married in Skyrim, the problem is if... I believe it's only if you've had people die on your missions. And I've had three people that were with me that died. Because I'm not very good at the game, so I'm not very helpful to my friends that help me here. So I go, you have to find some guy or girl, depending, 
who's going to agree to marry you. So then you have to go over, and I forget where, you have to go to the Temple of Mara, I think, and then talk to them and arrange your wedding. And so you arrange your wedding, and then you're supposed to wait about 24 hours, I believe. And then you go and attend your wedding, and you get married, and yay. <laughs> but at, every time I tried it, all of a sudden when it got to, you know, my wedding, everybody got mad at me and started telling me to leave. And then my really? future husband would be like, I can't believe you. So I kept <laughs> on going back to previous saves to try and redo it. And then finally I realized that every time... You know, it was my marriage and everybody got mad at me. There was dead bodies on the floor. So then really? I went, yeah, so I went and looked at them That's and there was weird. two dead bodies on the floor and there were two of the people that died, you know, in earlier missions with me. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea. They just like they appear on the floor of the Temple of Mara and and I can't get married. So then so- do they think, like, you kill them or something, and they died there? <laughs> I, I have no idea what this glitch is, but... That's so weird. Yeah, so then I started looking stuff up, and people were saying, well, just move them out of the way, and then try and get married again. Huh. So I did that. I picked them both up, and there's, like, a little area where you can go downstairs. So I picked them up, and I threw them downstairs. <laughs> and then I go, and I find that guy again, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, please marry me again, and he agrees to. So we go back huh. to the Temple of Mara, I tell them, you know, I'm sorry, and it's not going to happen again, let's do this thing, and uh, then it happens again with a third body. Like I told you, there are what? three people, so I guess the first time the two people showed up, and this time the last one did. But now this guy won't even talk to me, because I guess, you know, I had my two chances, and I screwed it up. Wow, that is so bizarre. Yeah, so what I've done is I threw the third body down into the basement. <laughs> and now I have to try and find some other poor soul who's going to marry me. And hopefully, oh. hopefully the bodies stay in the basement and they don't reappear <laughs> again. I guess hopefully you don't end up having someone else die and then they show up. <laughs> yeah, so but... I'm trying really hard to find another guy. I know I probably have to look up the different people and where they are because I know there's certain ones that will marry you oh really something like that so anyways that's that's a glitch that's quite annoying that seems to be happening to everybody really I, I wonder if I'm going to experience that too although you're playing as a female or a male a female female right I, I'm playing as a male I wonder um if it has anything to do with gender or both genders are experiencing that problem oh, I'm not sure well I've read lots of people online of wrote about it in different forums so I'm assuming that it's sort of doesn't really matter what gender you're playing as okay but I I don't know I'd I'd wonder if it only happens if you know you've had people die with you all right because I think maybe if you've actually protected your helpers then maybe there would be no dead bodies showing up so maybe well see the thing is like I had one guy following me for one of the quests for, I think it was Kinareth or whatever, and he was following me to, I think for the Elder Green Tree, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but there were so many times where he just ended up dying, so I had to make sure that I saved constantly. Because I didn't want him to die, which was actually good that he didn't die because it ended up allowing me to do a different path for the quest I was on. So I wouldn't have to end up dealing with a whole bunch of Spurgans, which were really pain in the ass. Um, 
but yeah, I try. Uh, pro probably I'll end up just saving a whole lot so I don't have to do that. But one thing you can use, I don't know if you've learned this spell yet, is uh, Healing Hands. You can use that to heal your allies. Oh, I might. I don't know. It's so many things yeah. that I can't quite grasp everything just yet. <laughs> well, you're using you're also using the clairvoyance spell, right? That's yeah, that one's been great. And I yeah. also figured, there's. I don't know, it's funny, all the things that I just learn as I go. Like this one day, I spent all day, I swear, five hours trying to do this stupid quest, which I'm sure anybody could have done in less than an hour. But I just, I kept dying and I was having so many problems. But it actually was kind of good because I learned so many things. Like I learned that I could dual wield spells. I learned I could, I don't know, I learned so many things, which I'm sure to most people, it just seems common sense when you're used to these games. But another thing I learned was the, that thing where if you press select, you can wait and then everything fills up oh, again. Yeah. Which I remember at first when I saw that, I didn't understand the point of that. But I use oh. that a lot now because sometimes, you know, I'm doing a thief quest and it's daytime and I don't want, you know, to be like breaking into somebody's house in the middle of the day. Right. You don't want people to see you and notice you. Exactly. So then I'll just wait, you know, till three in the morning and then I'll go break in and try and be all quiet. <laughs> so I've been learning lots of stuff like that, which have helped me a lot, but... Yeah, one of the main things that I learned was the dual-wielding thing. And then I was able to kind of kick ass a little more. Because when you have double <laughs> firepower, oh, yeah. it definitely kills things really fast. And another thing I found, too, which I'm not sure if it's supposed to be able to be like that. But I went into this one room. I forget what mission I was on. But I swear there was like six or seven bad guys in there trying to kill me. Mm -hmm. So I just ran out the door, and I stood against the door, and they couldn't come at me. Because <laughs> when you have enemies near you, you can't do that waiting thing, right? Where you regain all your right, strength right. and magic. So I just waited, and then I'd open it, and one guy came out, but the other guys didn't. So then I started doing that for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I just took my time, and it was like time-consuming, but it was better than just dying nonstop. Oh, so you kill them one by one as they try to come through the door? Yeah, because it seemed when one guy would come through, the other guys would all go back to their little stations where they were originally. So then uh -huh. I'd come back in, and then one guy would come after me, and there was some other guys out in the other area. And well, so, that's interesting. Yeah, so that was pretty helpful. Although, Yeah, I guess it's like one of those weird things with the AI. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was weird, but it was really helpful to me because... I'm not that good, so I can't fight right. too many people. Because it's helpful for the AI being not too bright sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like where the fact you can put pots and pans on people's heads and steal them blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those videos are pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a bit of fun doing that for a while. I wasn't stealing anything, but it's kind of fun to see them just walking around with pots on their heads. <laughs> see, it's funny. I don't know. I, I kind of like being a thief and being the bad person in it. Because you don't get to do that in real life, so... Yeah, that's true. It's kind of well, fun in a game to, like, just walk in and do stuff. And, oh, I've also discovered that, like, because I'm getting better at sneaking, I can, like, sneak up behind people and kill them. Oh, yeah. And they won't even know I'm there, and <laughs> that's kind of cool. But, you know, I don't do that with just everybody. I'm not a killer. I just kill bad people. 
you kill them stealthily. So, yeah, I try to. I'm not. Uh, to be honest, though, I'm not the greatest at this game yet, so I don't do everything so gracefully as I should. A lot of times, I kind of screw stuff up, mm-hmm. so I have to go back and try again. <laughs> like the guards always seem to catch me doing everything, so. <laughs> so you end up in the dungeon a lot. Oh, I've ended up in jail a lot. A lot. And then I tried to break out because I know you get an achievement for that, and I just don't know how to do it yet, so I'll, I might have to look that up. Well, I noticed, at least in the White, I think it's the White Run dungeon, they have a whole bunch of grates right next to, actually inside the the cells. Because I think I was in there for one quest where you had to find the Red Guard woman. I don't okay, know yeah, I haven't done that one. It's in my quest list, though, but... Yeah, I had to look up where the the woman was because I kept thinking it was the other uh, Red Guard woman. And when I asked her about it, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> so, yeah, you have to find the, the girl and then you have to talk to one of the one of the guys that are after her that got captured. And then you get to see the dungeon. The dungeon is, you know where the uh, the castle is? It's like a little bit to the right side. You can go into the dungeon that way. And, um, but have you been in that dungeon? Did you get caught by the white run guards or was it in a different town? It's possible. I've been caught in so many towns right now. Oh, so do you just very possible. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I just kind of go with it. I don't restart as much as other people do. Cause I know lots of people, they're like, oh, I screw this up. I don't want, I just kind of go with it. The only time I might restart is if, uh, well, I restart a lot for that marriage thing, trying to get it to work, or certain other times where I'm like, oh, I didn't mean for that guy to die. Because there was one quest where there's an optional thing where you're supposed to save the guy that comes with you. And so I wanted to get that, so I went back and save or so. And then he right. didn't die the next time, so I got that quest out of the way. But actually, another funny thing about the marriage thing was one of the second guy that asked to marry me, because the first guy wouldn't talk to me anymore, he was actually a guy I hired to help me, like a hired, I don't know. Mercenary. Yeah. So I paid him like 500 coins, and he came to help me. And then Yikes. I had the option where, you know, we'd say like, hey, I like you. Ooh, I like you too. So <laughs> I decided to go with that. And so he's, you know, the second guy that won't talk to me now because... I I don't know, I killed people. Because of that weird glitch. Exactly. <laughs> but he still will come and help me. But once in a while, I'll go to look at him, and he'll just be like, I can't believe you did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he'll still help me on missions. It's kind of funny. Oh, man. Well, I mean, at least that's good. See, I haven't had the chance to find anyone who would marry me. I don't, I don't, I haven't, so I haven't even come across that glitch at all. Because no one has given me the option. Do you have to actually get the option? I guess there's certain people that well, give you the yeah, option. I believe you're supposed to be wearing the amulet of Mara. Oh, Because that's okay. supposed to be like your thing telling people that, you know, you, you're ready to get married. Okay. And the first guy, I think I think he was in the that town of Markarth, or however you say it. Which, I don't know if you've been there. That's like in the far left corner yeah. of the map. <laughs> But yeah, so that's where the first guy was. The second one, I'm not sure. He was like in a some pub or something upstairs, just sitting at a table waiting to be hired. Oh, well, that's interesting. 
Well, the only towns I've been to pretty much are Whiterun and... What's that snowy one that's up in the Winterhold? upper right hand? Yes, Winterhold. <laughs> I can't think of it. Winterhold. Yeah, those are pretty much the only two towns I've been to. And really, I've only been doing all the quests that are around there. Oh, okay. So that and the the Magic College. Yeah, that college is uh, quests. So <laughs> Actually, I have to go forever. back up to the Magic College because it's been a while. And, uh... I want to do some more of those quests. How far did you get in the quest line? Oh, I don't even one? know. I got so distracted when I went to Riften and I met the Thieves Guild. Oh, that's right. Because I remember there was one quest sort of, I guess, somewhat unrelated where this one guy had this girl that ended up going to Riften. I have to go there to see if I can do anything with that quest. I think she ran off with some some bandit or something. Well, it's funny because the main reason I originally wanted to go to Riften was I ran out of lockpicks, and I love lockpicking. <laughs> like anything that oh, I can lockpick, I'm I'm there trying to get in the door, or like in the chest or whatever. And I ran out of lockpicks, and I couldn't find anywhere to buy them. So when I looked online, people were saying all over the place, "Go to Riften. There's tons of lockpicks there." And mm -hmm. now I think I have like 300. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm fine for a while, but I can buy them from the Thieves Guild all the time. Yeah, that's the one thing I really like about the lock picking in this game, is I went right to a, a master lock, and I was able to pick it. Because as long as you have like a crap load of lock picks, you can still pick the lock as long as you remember where the uh, Yeah, you just have thing to is. keep trying and trying, yeah. and keep trying to keep it in that same area, and tweak it right. a bit, and then yeah. then you're all good. And plus, it usually, you know, hikes up your lockpicking skills as you go. That's true. I mean, I, I really like the lockpicking because of that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, seriously, it's one of my favorite parts. I could just sit there and play lockpicking all day. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's a lot of... Skyrim talk. <laughs> Definitely is. The other thing, though, that I really liked about Skyrim, I mean, it's the dragons. And that's the big thing about the game, right? Yeah. Definitely. Actually, I have a funny dragon story. Oh, yeah? I, uh, well, I'd only killed that first dragon at the time. You know, the first one where you find out you're dragonborn or whatever? Or have you not gotten there? I've gotten to that one. That was well, actually, the, yeah, that's, that's the very first thing you do, right? After I think that's the one by one of those, um, the forts. Yeah. That you have to check out. So that's like the first dragon that I guess everybody kills right off the bat. And so that was all I'd done. And then one day, I was, you know, walking along, and I the my controller started shaking, and it turns out there was a dragon around. Cause and that's... you could hear them yelling and stuff. Yeah, so then I freaked out. So I saw him, and then all of a sudden he kind of ignored me, and he swooped down and started breathing fire at something else. <laughs> so I decided to go over and investigate, and there was a bear there. <laughs> so the bear's, like, attacking the dragon and bringing his health really? down. And the dragon's, like, attacking this bear, bringing his health <laughs> down. So while they were busy attacking each other, I just started, I pulled out my sword and started, <laughs> you know, <laughs> attacking the giant, or the the humongous dragon thing and he happened to kill the bear 
and then shortly after, I killed him. So thank you, bear, for wow. So the the bear was tanking for you for a while there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I didn't really have to do much. So that was the first one I found, and then um, the next one I found, I actually did on my own, and it turned out pretty good. I just was shooting like ice at him because I figured, you know, he's a fire-breathing dragon. Ice has got to work pretty good. Yeah. See, with the dragons, most of the time, instead of using magic, I've just been using swords, because I figure it, it seems to work better on them. Because my magic doesn't really do all that much. But it's a funny story with me, with the dragons, is one of the first dragons after the first one that I got, I was doing the quest for uh, the tree, and I had the guy along with me, and I also had my um, house carl, which was a big help. But the problem is, I went to one house there that had a witch in it and I killed her and I saved there every time I came out of that house I'd see the dragon icon and the dragon kept swooping down so my guy kept dying because of that <laughs> I ended up having to go all the way around um, to where the dragon was and I ended up completing that quest and I dropped the guy off there and I'm like finally I don't have to worry about him dying all the time so I went back to where the dragon um, is so I go down that way, and the dragon starts coming down at me. And all of a sudden, I get this one guy. He's like, oh, here, take the sword. Don't tell anyone. Uh, don't backstab me, or I'm going to kill you, or something like that. Then he runs off. <laughs> and this is while the dragon is attacking me. So the dra dragon's like breathing fire. And then, you know, I'm trying to kill a dragon. And then along comes this other guy who's looking for the guy that just left. So... He talks to me, because he just immediately comes up to you, right? So he talks to me while his dragon is trying to kill me. <laughs> and then I die. It's funny, though. <laughs> you think they would make it so, you know, other characters would be like, oh, my God, there's a dragon here. But no, he's, like, oblivious to the fact, and he's just talking yeah. to you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. You just killed me. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a dragon right there. Can you see I'm busy? I'm busy right now, killing a dragon. It, don't don't bother me about this this guy who gave me this cool sword that I could use to kill a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> See, one of the problems I find with killing the dragon with a sword, though, is like sometimes the dragon will not swoop down or land for a while. Yeah, that's true. So I just use my magic, and then if they do happen to land, then I'll I'll switch over to some sort of weapon and I'll start hitting him as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> But, oh, and another problem I find is pretty much, because I have come across quite a few dragons, and then I just would end up going back and not trying to deal with them. But lots of times when I've come across a dragon, a stupid saber cat comes along and then just kills oh. me. Yeah. Yet, for some reason, a bear comes along and the dragon's all, woo, a bear. But they <laughs> don't seem to do anything with my saber cats. <laughs> Yeah, I've had a couple times when I was fighting dragons where I almost ran into a bunch of the giants, and that would have been bad. <laughs> yeah. Especially after I've seen some of the videos of giants just launching you into the air. Yeah, I'm very familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, every time I saw one of their camps or them uh, just walking around, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to avoid those guys. <laughs> what I usually do when I come across a dragon, or uh, sorry, a giant camp, is I'll try my best to get into the camp just so that it shows up on my map. Oh. And then I sneak out really quietly. <laughs> but it's just I like to have things on my map so that, you know, if I want to go somewhere and it's close to there, I can just fast travel. 
That's true. And yeah. Walk long, so yeah. I, I try to do that without being noticed, but I, yeah, they find me a lot. And then there's stupid, what do you call those things? Woolly mammoths come after you. Oh, yeah. Have you been attacked by woolly mammoth? It's not cool. I haven't been attacked by one, but I actually went and decided to attack one because I needed one for uh, a miscellaneous quest. I think it's for Yoselda or whatever. And um, I just saw him walking around and I used... Well, what I've been doing a lot is I um, use the Conjuration spell uh, Summon Flame Atronach, or Atronach, however you pronounce it. So I conjure that... <laughs> Um, let it get, go after it or whatever but this time actually I just use my double fireball and I just kept shooting at it and I had my house Carl with me so I would shoot a shoot at it and my house Carl would sort of tank it I'd shoot 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 <laughs> she would tank and then uh, she would end up going down and I'd just run away run away and then shoot 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 <laughs> so that's basically how I fight I just shoot run away shoot yeah, that's become one of the things I do, too. I try and, like, run and hide, or I close doors, and yeah. sometimes I wish, like, they didn't know how to open doors. <laughs> but lots of them do, because, you know, they're not that stupid. Yeah, well, I, at least that's a good thing about them. <laughs> so they can have uh, pots put over their heads, but they can still manage to open doors. Yeah, <laughs> but they can't take a pot off their head. No, <laughs> and they'll be, they'll, they'll be robbed blind, or you could kill, like, one of their loved ones right in front of them, and they wouldn't notice. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's been our obsession for the past week or so. <laughs> yeah. Our Skyrim obsession. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a pretty big fan of Zelda, and I got Skyward Sword about Tuesday, and I ended up just playing Skyrim all week. Today and yesterday, I was just playing Skyrim. Because today especially, I wanted to get the Azura Star quest completed, and I ended up making the Black Star, because you can trap human souls in that one. And they always end up being Grand Soul Gems. So that's really good for enchanting. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so if, you ever, if you're going to take up enchanting a bit, that's a really good thing to have. And uh, it's going to be something I'm going to use to enchant a lot. But other than that, actually before Skyrim came out, I was playing quite a few things. And uh, a few of those were, um, well, I bought Binding of Isaac that came with the Voxatron uh, Humble Bundle. Yeah, that's right. I got that too, but I haven't played it yet. But you, you got quite into that game for a bit. Yeah, I, before I was addicted to Skyrim, I got a bit addicted to that game. Uh, the Binding of Isaac is... Created by the same guy who did Super Meat Boy, Edmund McMillan. Uh, it was uh, developed by Edmund McMillan and Florian Hems. Um, and the music is by Danny Baranowski, uh, which has a really great soundtrack, by the way. Um, it has a lot of biblical references, uh, obviously one of them being the name. And you know, it also has things about the Four Horsemen... Uh, a lot of other stuff. But one thing about this game is <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. Well, not really like that, but it's like if you're easily offended by... Yeah, you have to have a certain sense of humor. Yeah, if you, have, if you have like that type of sense of humor, I guess also if you like Super Meat Boy, you'll probably like the game. I mean, it's The story's pretty, pretty messed up. It's got gross character design. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, think... from some of the... 
enemies that you've described to me. <laughs> well, they have... I mean, first of all, Isaac is like this naked boy who shoots tears at things. And uh, he fights these uh, things that look like giant brains or... Honestly, I, I think it looks like some sort of weird vagina that shoots blood at you. <laughs> Apparently, people are saying it's actually this one um, this one boss called Glutton, I think. I think it's Glutton, which basically opens up his stomach and shoots blood at you. But honestly, it's, people think it looks like a, a vagina. <laughs> but anyway, there's things like that. There's things like brains, maggots... It's just really disgusting, but I find it strangely funny and addicting. Uh, the thing about this game is there's about maybe five dungeons, and I think one that's unlockable. And this game is insanely hard, at least for me. I cannot, I have not yet beaten the game, even though I've been playing so much. I keep getting to the second to last dungeon. Uh, I haven't even finished that dungeon to get to the last dungeon, or... Got even gotten to the the last the boss, which I think is supposed to be Mom. Well, if you see the intro, you should definitely watch the intro to get an idea of what the game is about and how weird it is and just how messed up it is. Um, but it has uh, the five dungeons. Basically, what it is is it's sort of like a shooter slash RPG arcade type game. Because you're constantly going to keep dying, and uh, well, what you do is you use, if you're on the, playing it on the PC, you're going to use the WASD keys to move around and the directional keys to shoot. And the level designs are similar to, say, the 2D Zelda dungeons. So they also pay a lot of homage to uh, Zelda games. Like, uh, there's actually a... Um, uh, error Room, which uh, is a reference to Zelda 2's Error, uh, and the dungeons uh, do look like the 2D dungeons, and there's se other secret rooms, you know, there's the bombs, the keys, so the dungeon type of things are, are what it's really referencing to Zelda. It's not really that much like Zelda, because, you know, the way it is. But there are items that you can get along the way that will change your appearance and give you upgrades. Like, I'm trying to think of one of the upgrades. Like, there are upgrades that upgrade your tears. So they do more damage. They make your tears blood, your bleeding tears. Or there's an upgrade where you're shooting this yellow stuff from down there. Which is, <laughs> you, know, you know, obviously what that is. Um, then there's Mom's Pad. Uh, is basically her her pad, which if you activate it, this is one of the items you can pick up. If you activate it, it makes people want to go away from you. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, I mean, there's other things that, you know, will change your appearance and give you upgrades like more health and stuff like that. But also about the dungeons, each time you go in, they're randomly generated. So... Every time you go in, it's a different experience. There are different items in there. You'll always have a different combination of items. Sometimes I wonder, you know, what's the best combination you could use to get through the actual dungeon? But uh, each time you do it, also you unlock things, um, so different items that you can get later on. But really, I think the game is more about collecting the items and ultimately trying to beat the last dungeon, which 
I, I'm having trouble just getting there. <laughs> wow, but, sounds like a an interesting game. It's a it's a really interesting game. It's it's got a great soundtrack. It's really fun, and if you don't mind, you know, the grossness, it's quite addicting. Um, but other than that, the other games that I've been playing was uh, Where's My Heart, which uh, we talked about last time, how it was uh, free for the PS Plus users. And that's sort of like a puzzle game. It's really cute. has a nice sort of artistic feel to it. I haven't really played too much about it. Uh, I haven't played much into it, but... It does look like a game that you'd want to try out if you want to, if you can get it for free. I think it might have gone up to six ninety nine now. I haven't checked it lately. Uh, but the other one I've also played is Child of Eden, which really does remind me a lot about. Uh, it's actually created, I believe, by the same guy who did Res, and it does definitely remind you of Res. It has a different sort of look to it, and it's better graphics. And I have to play it more because I, I, I really want to see uh, where the story goes with it. It has a, an interesting sort of story. Yeah, actually, I was enjoying that game a lot, too. It's it's pretty cool, actually. And I know that it's supposed to be, like, you can use it with the, the Kinect, but I don't have that. So I've been using it with the controller. You too, right? Yeah, I don't have a Kinect either. Actually, I hear the controller is almost easier or better to use it with. I can't imagine doing it with a connect i guess you would just move it around with your hand yeah i just don't, i don't understand how it would really work i think it works perfectly with a controller yeah definitely i'm using the um when i'm using the the controller with it it really reminds me of the controls of res so i'm already used to the gameplay pretty much so it was easy for me to just pick up that way I don't need the uh, connect. <laughs> and uh, also, um, in addition to that, just recently, Black Friday, I got a special edition 3DS. It's the 25th anniversary Legend of Zelda 3DS. It's a cobalt colored 3DS, and it has a sort of golden design on it um, that is a sort of the Legend of Zelda design, which uh, really, I love this thing. It's just awesome. It is very pretty. And you know what? I'm going to post some pictures of it. I just posted on my, my Twitter, but I'm going to post some pictures so you guys can take a look at it as well. Because it's, I don't know, it just totally blows me away. <laughs> I just love the thing so much. Well, so it's much. something that I think every Zelda fan should get. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I originally was going to wait, because I know, I, I believe I heard that they were going to do a redesign soon, I think with the dual sticks. But, you know, I'm just crazy about Legend of Zelda stuff, so I, regardless, I have to have this thing. <laughs> but honestly, um, in addition to that, I like the 3DS. I think it takes a little bit getting used to with the 3D, but I really like the way it works. Um... Especially, I tried out the AR cards. And yeah, those I was just, things are really cool. Yeah, I used the one that had the question mark on it that has all the mini games, And I was playing the shooting games, and I thought the, the 3D effect really, 
really added to the the augmented reality of the uh, 3D card. Kind of made me feel like you know there's this little monster I'm actually fighting. It's right there on my floor, and I'm fighting it and shooting at it. <laughs> yeah. Those- and actually, the Face Raiders game is really cool. Did you try that one yet? That I have not tried. I was, I'm like, uh, I don't really want to take a picture of myself right now and have my face fly around all over the place or whatever that is. <laughs> well, what I find so neat about that is, like, like you said, you take a picture of yourself, and mm. then you're like these little flying people, and you have to shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that's cool is, it takes like it's in your living room or bedroom or wherever the hell you are and you have to actually move around like behind you in front of you to try and catch these little flying face things that's kind of creepy though (laughs) it is but i don't it's kind of cool technology though just that you have to go around you to find it like it's not just on the screen it's like it's in your house or oh that's really cool so these like Buzzing little face things just flying all over the place. Yeah, so it's like they're in your house, but you can only see them through your 3DS. And I don't know. I just oh, think it's oh, kind of cool. That kinda... The oh. the AR cards are kind of like that too. Like you. Wow, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I just did something weird. But uh, <laughs> the AR cards are kind of cool because like you put them down on the table and you know whatever is happening on your table. Yeah, I was taking a look at the other ones, and um, you can take pictures with your AR cards, and that I think I'm going to take advantage of. Um, I'm going to probably take out some of my little action figures or whatever. Not action figures. I have... I recently got Yatsuba and uh, Danbo stuff, so I might take some pictures with uh, Link, or I think it's Link... What were the ones? Link, Mario, Pikmin, and some other characters that came with it. And that I'm going to experiment with. <laughs> have you Let's tried um, Netflix at all on it yet? I have not tried Netflix. I did download... What was it? The Zelda the, game? The, yeah, I downloaded the Zelda game. I didn't really play it much. There, It's not really 3D, um, since I guess it's one of those... I guess just uh, regular ones, um, but I did download the uh, movies thing and the Pokédex. The Pokédex was pretty cool. I like that one. I might have to play some more Pokémon or something. I actually have some cards I got from the New York Comic Con that had stuff for the Pokédex, so I might see if I can find those and scan them in or whatever. And the 3D movies thing, I guess they're trailers or little clips that they have that are in 3D. Those are pretty cool. I like that. But I have not yet played The Legend of Zelda 3D. I'm a little um, disappointed with myself for not playing that. But I have to get that out and try it out. I have played demos of it in the stores. And I was actually blown, uh, blown away about how good it looked. So I definitely want to try that again. And I will get to that eventually, hopefully after I get sick of Skyrim, <laughs> which probably won't happen anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to imagine ever being sick of that game. Yeah, it. I've honestly, I like this game 
Skyrim better than Oblivion, although I do like Morrowind better than both of them. But I'm really enjoying Skyrim so far, just because, you know, of the story and uh, the new system that they have with the dual wielding. Uh, the dragons, of course, which can attack you at any time also. Like, they, there's certain places where they are where they can attack you any time. Like, when I was in Winterhold, a dragon just came down all of a sudden and started attacking the town. He actually went right on top of the city. I, I'm not on the city. On top of one of the roofs. And just started attacking everyone. I'm like, ah, I have to kill this guy before he starts killing everyone. <sighs> so it was kind of exciting. <laughs> Well, yeah, it is kind of cool to know that at any time a dragon can just appear. Yeah, that makes it more exciting. And it is it's kind more... of uh, fun to suck their souls in, or whatever you call it. <laughs> oh, and that's also another fun thing with the, the soul stealing um, for the soul stones. Uh, the soul trap with the enchanting. Because whenever you uh, cast soul trap on something and you have a soul gem on you, then you'll just gather their soul into the soul gem, and you'll see it's kind of the same effect that you get when you kill the dragons, except they're going into your soul gem. And uh, I'm really going to, like I said, I was, I'm really going to take advantage of the black soul gem, because there's bandits all over the place, I'm going to use it on those guys, <laughs> and I'm going to steal their souls and their lockpicks. <laughs> Good plan. Yeah, those bandits really annoy me. You're just walking along, and then all of a sudden these bandits come over you. Yeah, I had a couple of that just attack me all of a sudden one time. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to trap your soul and be done with that. <laughs> um, yeah, but... I mean, that's... I'm going to be playing more Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So shall we move on from the Skyrim talk? I think we should. As hard as that's going to be. <laughs> And I can't talk, I can't have enough Skyrim. That game is like too addicting. <laughs> exactly. It's just, I don't know. It's just the funnest game ever. But to move yeah. on, have we got some news? Uh yes, we do. Um, you want to go with uh, one of the news items, or you have anything? Any news? Anything newsworthy at the well, moment? Well, how about we talk about this PETA thing? Oh yeah, the Tanuki suit thing where they're getting all angry about Mario wearing the Tanuki suit because they're saying that it's going to promote people wearing fur it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of it really is stupid I I mean come on seriously it, it's a game it's not like he ripped it off some Tanuki and, and started wearing it and had some sort of malicious intent with it <sighs> It's a cartoony little Super Mario wearing adorable little suit with a tail. Yeah, and how do you even know that's a real fur Tanuki suit? It could just be, like, something else. Yeah, it could be made out of plastic. Or a fake fur, sort of, you know, those fake ones. Yeah, or it could just be <laughs> some sort of fuzzy material. Right. How does so, Peter know that it's an act? Plus, what is a Tanuki? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, there's no such thing as a Tanuki. Well, they're technically they're raccoon dogs. They're called, and actually, they um, I forget what exactly. They they they're part of Japanese uh, folklore, because um, like like this one article I was reading says it's uh, it's associated with good fortune, and you know Mario is just harnessing its spirit, not particularly wearing its skin. 
It's just ridiculous. I mean, then what? Also, we've been playing Super Mario since we were kids, right? Yeah. And this was first featured in Super Mario 3. And I don't recall being a child and playing it thinking, hmm, I want to start wearing fur. (laughs) I know. I, that's not something that would have came to my mind. (laughs) And this is for Super Mario 3D Land, right? But, I mean, what, they didn't say anything about it then, maybe? I, I... Well, I wouldn't have paid attention to it anyway. I would have just been fine playing the game. It's not like it's hurting me at all. And no, and it's they... just funny because, you know, they pick on something like this when it's it's just Super Mario. There's all these other games that are super violent. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just find it funny that they're picking on Super Mario for his little suit-wearing escapades. I, I think they're just, they just need something to complain about. They have nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm all for, you know, not hurting animals, but it's just right. a video game, cartoony-looking thing. I mean, they have good intentions, I suppose, but I, they just really, they take it too far sometimes, you know? And it, they tend to do it a lot. <laughs> I mean, they went so far as to make this really grotesque, disturbing game, which is basically... Uh, one of these dogs, um, I think they're the raccoon dogs, that has, looks like it's had its skin taken off. And Mario is wearing it, and it's like flapping like that. And you can see it's blood, and it's bleeding, and you're the tanuki that's trying to get its skin back. It's, it's almost, it's really disturbing and almost laughable. I don't see how they think it's going to try to get their, their point across. But... I don't know, I tried playing the game, I couldn't catch the Tanuki, I guess maybe that's supposed to be, I mean, I couldn't catch Mario, maybe that, is that supposed to be the point? But, um, I guess it is for them, because they're saying, you know, can't get a skin back or something, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know, I just find it ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's funny. Let's see, what other stuff is going on? Well, there's uh, the PlayStation Home. Uh, they let they're letting friends watch movies together. Um, I didn't quite read all of that. You read more into that, didn't you? I read a little bit of that. Uh, it seems to be using UStream, and I I don't know. I'm not too familiar with that kind of thing because I don't really watch UStream stuff or anything. Yeah, I've you I've looked at UStream a bit. Live broadcast ah, live broadcast UStream events. Oh, okay, I see that. But it That's doesn't the... seem to be really with actual movies, although I don't know, it could just be the beginning and they'll add yeah. more later. Yeah, they they just recently redesigned the PlayStation Home, um and it seems like they're trying to add a lot more stuff. So this might look kind of interesting. I mean it I wonder if this is for in North America, uh, so maybe we wouldn't be able to use it. Like, I don't know if we'd be able to actually join each other watching the Ustream videos since you're um, technically Canadian uh, account. But I guess there's ways around that sometimes too, isn't there? <laughs> well, I I'm not sure if it might actually work for my PS3 because I do have that set up to work for American stuff now. Like how I, I got my American Netflix working. 
Oh, right. On the Xbox. Actually, that's something we should try out just to see if it works. If we had, like, the same Netflix movie on both American and Canadian. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to test that. But yeah, for some reason I couldn't get it working on the Xbox, but I have American Netflix on my PS3, which is awesome. (laughs) So it's funny because I know a lot of you guys complain about how Netflix sucks and I don't know, there's not enough stuff. But when you're used to the Canadian Netflix, which is way less stuff than the American one, it's pretty awesome. You guys have so many more TV shows, so many more movies. Yeah, I honestly, I don't really have a complaint about the Netflix. But then again, I'm not paying for it. I'm just sharing with a friend of mine. So there is a lot of content on there. And I'm really enjoying what's on there because I can watch movies like uh, Princess and the Frog for free. Well, yeah. And plus, my friend. <laughs> I think some people get annoyed because maybe it doesn't always have the newest thing. But I don't know. I don't always want to watch the newest thing. There's so many movies that come out and there's so many you miss that it's kind of nice just catch older ones too yeah definitely um i mean with her a to z thing which honestly i haven't really been um hold on <laughs> so this is that? my mom she was calling that's my legend of zelda uh ringtone yeah think <laughs> <laughs> so many distractions today um i don't even remember what we were talking about I don't either. It was like two seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> I have such a crappy memory. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, A to Z movie oh, challenge. Yeah, the a, yeah A to so Z. We both watched A, right? Yeah. And you didn't, did you watch, did you write up your review yet? I did not. But I can <laughs> I can talk about it for a minute. Oh, yeah, go here, ahead. I guess. Uh, I watched the A team, the movie, which. It was kind of funny because I did watch the A-Team show when I was a kid, but pretty much all I remember is I pity the foo, <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. T. So watching this, I didn't really know what to expect because I don't remember anything about it, but it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. it. I mean, it wasn't the greatest movie of all time, but it was good, and I think everybody did a good job, and Liam Neeson was in it, and I always enjoy him. <laughs> <laughs> He's good at stuff, and... You know, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so that guess, this that's is like not the worst people. review ever of my life. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good actor, and he's kind of good looking too. Yeah, oh I yeah, and I think he's a giant. He's one of those really tall people. Oh. But uh, it, yeah, and that's another thing. I've been trying desperately not to say um or ah. <laughs> I can edit this part out because I think it sucks right now. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> but how? Ha- ha- what did you think about the movie? It was pretty good. It was, you know, an action movie, which those aren't always my favorite, but I do like the odd one. And I think everybody did a pretty good job doing their part. As I as I stated before, I only really remembered Mr. T, who was in this movie played by a UFC fighter, oh. which was actually kind of funny because I, I used to watch UFC a little bit. And so Quentin Rampage Jackson... He was playing Mr. T's role, and he did a pretty good job. And it was funny because he had tattoos on both of his hands, one that said pity and one that said fool. (laughs) That was great. So that was kind of a cool inside joke. But the sad thing is I don't remember the show much, so I'm sure there was a lot of other inside jokes that that just went over my head. 
But yeah, it's a pretty good movie. It's about these four guys, you know, the A team, and they used to be in the military, and they're like their own little squad, and people call them to do jobs and stuff. Oh. So it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper's in it. <laughs> uh, so you just watching it for the guys then? Possibly. <laughs> But oh, well, that's I might... my A movie, and I decided exactly what my B movie is going to be. I know I've been changing them a lot, but <laughs> my B movie is going to be Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I hear that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And I've just, I've never seen it, and it's something that everybody always tells me that I should see, so I'm going to actually see it. So what's your B movie? Mine is supposed to be Bye Bye Birdie. I still have not watched it yet. Okay, we have to make it our homework. That this week we watch our B movie. Like this week yeah. before the weekend. Yeah. I I, I can agree to that. <laughs> and if we don't, then we're in trouble. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what the punishment will be, but it will be determined. Yeah, I'm going to have to put aside uh, Skyrim for a day to watch that. <laughs> no, not Skyrim. Wow, I have Skyrim on the mind, but I'm playing... No, Skyrim. See, I keep getting Skyrim and Skyward Sword mixed up. I know, it's confusing yeah. when two Sky games come out in the same week. Yeah, but I'm going to have to put Skyrim aside to watch that. And actually, I'm going to have to eventually watch uh, play Skyward Sword, because I've been wanting to play that one, um, to try that out. Because I'd like to review it for the next podcast. Although I, I am kind of sad that I have not finished Twilight Princess yet. And I kind of want to, sort of want to, finish that before I play Skyward Sword. But I don't know, whatever. I'll, I'll find out what I'm going to do <laughs> later, <laughs> and then hopefully get that B-movie watched. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what else is new? Oh, there's a new dashboard coming to Xbox. It's going to launch on December 6th. Um, bring deeper connect integration, uh, sharper voice, rec- uh, voice recognition, um, Facebook sharing mechanisms, cleaner interface, also, um, it's going to introduce a wealth of new content, um, like live TV, music, and movies for streaming. I think right now it's still in beta. I unfortunately did not get into the beta, so. And technically, I'm not supposed to talk about it anyway, even if I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they'll break your knees or something. <laughs> yeah, you have that non disclosure type agreement that they, they make you commit to. But it's going to be free to start uh, starting on the 6th. Well, I can't wait to see what that looks like. From the pictures that I've seen, it does look interesting. It, you know, it kind of reminds me of... The website? Windows 7. Uh, you The picture on Engadget. Have you ever seen the um, the Windows 7? Not the Windows 7. The uh, Was it the Windows phone? I think the way the Windows phone is set up? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> but it kind of reminds me of what that looks like. Yeah, I have an iPhone, so I ignore everything else. Oh. <laughs> I see. I, I enjoy my droid. You see how it is. <laughs> hey, I might eventually get an iPhone. Uh, well, if of. I didn't have an iPhone, I would have an Android phone. Yeah. 
But I've noticed that my, my droid has been freezing up every once in a while. I think it's because of the apps I have installed that might be um, conflicting with something. So I'm going to have to go back and look at those, try to uninstall apps that might be affecting it. But, eh. <laughs> So, well, I think that's about it for the news. Um, but we would like to give a shout-out. Yes, shout-out time. And that shout-out is to Shaker. <laughs> yes, since he, he so nicely asked to get a shout-out <laughs> in the forums. Yeah, so Shaker, I give you props. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right. But I think that that pretty much wraps up the show for tonight. Um, Actually, so I what? believe next time on our next podcast, we will talk about how we got into gaming. Oh, that's right. That's another thing that we wanted to talk about. Yep. So look forward to that. It'll be interesting. And I think we should also talk about next time some interesting experiences we've had as female gamers. Oh, yes. So this will be a next uh, interesting next episode. Yep. <laughs> All right. Okay, so then we're going to sign off for tonight, and we bid you good night, everyone. Or good morning, or good day. Oh, actually, I just realized we didn't say, oh, no, we did say our names in the beginning. Yeah. Well, at least we got that down. Well, you did. We could say it again. I'm Ghost. Okay. And I'm Zen, and we're signing off. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night.